Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate. I already hate it. I hate it. All right, hello. You heard it, sports reporters. We have indeed reassembled Bob Silverman, the Pat McAfee of this very program. Many people have said <laughs> he's just gotten so comfortable with the tank tops that it's just a part of part of the aesthetic. Um, it's the combination for me of Bob and in the tank top on youtube.com slash chase Thomas podcast, but also Max in the background last week, he was peering, uh, up from the top of the staircase in New York city, uh, staring at, uh, what was going on this week. He's involved this week. He's not at the bottom or at the top of the staircase. He's a part of the production. So we have to give a credit to Max, the dog. Cleesey is gone to the park with uh, my wife. Are you flexing Bob? No, I'm pointing. You were flexing, Andrew. You saw that, right? He's that he's flex. flexing. He's showing that the guns. Flex. That just was the flex. Mm-hmm. Just he's just here to remind us that he is, you know, he, he is bought tickets is. for the gun show. Yeah. That's <laughs> <right>. <laughs> also here, Andrew Hammond, another Detroit Free Press. Andrew, I'm jealous. You're in a, a hoodie. Is it at least chilly there? Because it's been hot all week in Tennessee. I'm uh, over it. It's hot I'm, again. I'm the type of person like when it hits mid October into November. Mm-hmm. It is automatically hoodie weather for me. I don't care what time of day it is. I don't care what is going on. Like if it's hot outside or if it's unseasonably warm outside, I'm, I just have this inner paranoia of, well, it's going to get cold quick. That's what happens when you live in the Midwest where you're just like, you never know what the weather is going to do. No, seriously, you never know what the weather is going to do. Wear a hoodie. Mm. No, no, he's Stay right. warm. Cold is it cold in New York right now, Bob? No, it's kind of balmy. It's around 65. Yeah, it's like mid, I'd say it's, I, I want to say it's like maybe mid 60s, low 60s here. Like it's, it's actually supposed to be pretty nice here for the next few days, but mm. we'll, yeah. we'll you can see. A hoodie. You can, offices have central air conditioning. It's always good to have a hoodie on hand for office wear. The yeah. office at, the offices is at uh, Vocative RIP though. Always, always, always just shockingly warm Ooh. to the point where we received directives during the summer. <laughs> we received directives during the summer that if people wanted to come to the offices in shorts, we mm. could violate the very low grade dress code that we had to maintain, which was where. Yeah, I'm definitely rocking shorts right now. Like it is very shorts and hoodie weather, which is just, it, it's absolutely my jam i saw okay. a wendy williams fit from uh yesterday on twitter my wife sent me uh what was the temperature did y'all see the the tweet with her where she's like in this huge fur coat like a really really big fur coat and then like short jean shorts and everyone was just like mm-hmm. what is, what was the weather that's a look to go full fur coat like super heavy and then shorts i do uh, it all the time do you yeah all the time Where i don't understand like a you like you would wear a big coat with shorts. I would absolutely do that. I'm joking. I'm oh, okay. Joking. Oh my god, I would not uh, do that. That was that was good. I I really was concerned that this was a possibility because my no, brother. I, I do want to rock the mm. uh, you know the the old school Joe Namath uh, mink fur coat. Yes. Just I I would rock that just because mm. um, because you know one once again it's when you have no children. And are only responsible for yourself. Do whatever the hell you want. Bob, what's a celebrity port 
in uh, Brooklyn? Who have you seen? Well, fun, fun fact, this is, this is a historical celebrity note. Joe Namath mm. actually lived on the Upper East Side in an apartment he rented from my uncle. He, the oh, wow. I, think had he the, told, I think he told yeah, us about the that one time. That's yeah, awesome. a while ago. The one that had the wall-to-wall -wall sh white shag carpeting. Yeah. On the floor. Yeah. Did he take care that of it? One, and, and mirrors on the ceilings. I, I guess. I mean, it wasn't like he he lived there for a while. Mm. Uh, when my uncle passed away, we cleaned it out, and I found two bottles of the brand of bourbon and whiskey that Joe Namath put out in when he and Mantle and someone else, a golfer, I believe. Oh, was it a Bachelor's um, 3? Bachelor's 3. I had a bottle in the fridge in the pantry of Bachelor's 3 bourbon and of unopened Bachelor's 3 bourbon and whiskey. Dude. It's that not worth anything. A, I know, but it that is a collector's item, those, but it's yeah, not worth anything. That's one of those, like, I'm sure it was very like, it's niche. blended. It's blended scotch. I'm sure it's, and it's never been opened from 1960, never been opened. I'm sure it has gone completely. I, I don't think it's still good to drink or anything. Like it, it, it just might be actual moonshine now. Well, it how long does it be. take to go bad? I don't know, but it's 50 years old. And it's not 50-year-old scotch. It's scotch that's 50 years old. Mm. There's a difference. Yeah, it I hasn't did... aged well. So it's, yeah. so it's aged like the Jets. Yeah. I, I actually I actually did once. When I was living in France, they would, uh, at a couple of miles outside the city, what they would have to they do this at this warehouse. It was where... When the new vintages of wines came in from all over the country and also from Germany and Spain and all over, like restaurants would come into this, like think of the auto show, but for wine. Okay. So what you do is for, I think it was 20 bucks or something, you get a glass and you go around from stall to stall to stall and they'll let you taste whatever. And if you like, you can buy at restaurant wholesale, wholesale prices, a carton of wine to take home mm. or whatever you want. If you really like one, or you're a really restaurant. Don't if you're a restaurant, you buy, you know, multiple, multiple cartons right, and you correct. like place orders. If you are a civilian, you can just buy it. You can't buy it by the bottle, but you could buy a carton if you want. Oh, okay. Something that's yeah. good at wholesale prices. But the fun is going around from stall to stall to stall and getting just taste everything for free. <laughs> and I tried 50-year-old cognac when I was there. How was that? And unbelievably good. Oh, okay. Just, I'm, sure, I'm sure it was just, just absolutely smooth. Oh, it, well, it went, it, it was like honey. It was so, there was no burn. There, it was just succulent and luxurious and delicious. And you know, I got it. That's what the ladies say about me. I yeah, I got a tablespoon full for because they're not going to give you a shot of cognac to when they're giving it out to everyone. Who <laughs> but let me tell you, after two hours, my the people, myself and my friends were just blitzed out of our gourd there. We were sort of drunkenly enjoying sandwiches from a sandwich stall outside the place. But oh my god, we had so much good wine. But that cognac was to die for. It was like, oh okay. That's why people spend a thousand dollars a glass for the good stuff. It's worth thousand dollars a glass. Man. Yeah, I think the most I've spent Ooh. on a glass of cognac was whew, 
65 bucks. That's man. Well, I think what's what's Johnny Walker Blue is like how much is it for a bottle? It's like 800 bucks a bottle, but I never bought whiskey, so I wouldn't know. Never done it. I will say I had an awkward moment. Can I tell y'all about my wet? Am I in, ever at my engagement party? Uh, I was Have you ever just... had? Hold on, hold on. Have you had whiskey though? You know what it tastes like. Yeah, I don't really like it. Okay. Yeah, I never liked it. it tastes like cough medicine to me. Never, never understood the appeal. The only okay. thing I drank was wine and uh, beer, and the main thing I like is wine. That's that's fine. Yeah, mostly the wine guy. That's good. Um, but I will say, um. On my uh, engagement, um, the rehearsal dinner for my wedding this year, uh, <laughs> my dad's gonna like me bringing this up on the pod. But I, no, uh, it's yeah, it's fine. Um, we he he did a nice gesture by like he he got the we had amazing 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 local Knoxville barbecue like it was awesome. This um, they cater and they were awesome. They don't have their own restaurant. They just like it's one of those where it's like in their at their house they're just cooking it and getting it all together like that's their jam so it's like yeah. kind of like an underground barbecue uh deal and it was fantastic some of the best barbecue we've ever had um and it worked out great um for the rehearsal dinner but before we got but. started my yes but this had nothing to do with the barbecue <laughs> my dad like one of the things about me that people misconstrue and that i am very much not comfortable with is being the center of attention at any kind of gathering i don't like it at all i am not that kind of person you realize that that a wedding kind of by design means you're going to be the center of attention yeah so what did you do like please don't look at me as i walk as i wait (laughs) as i wait for my bride please just focus on her that's amazing that's actually why the wedding's not that bad for me because there's so much attention paid to the the bride that you're kind of in the the background closer people have to look at you that's true but it was fine i was okay with that it was more of I had all kinds of other nerves going through me. Like it's just until you've done it, like it's just really hard to explain to people like what you're feeling and just all the different like your body is so tense. It's just a different thing entirely. But um, and it it happens so fast you just like black out while you're you're just like I don't even remember doing that. Um, it's just like there's just so much stuff and there's so much emotional and physical like whatever. But um, my dad had this. They, he talked to him apparently beforehand and was like. We got you a surprise for the for the for the rehearsal dinner and like did this whole thing and the guy came out uh, who owns the business and was just like, hey, we got a you know what you could want or blah 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 and I was like, what is happening? And I'm looking at Samantha like, why am I? What has my dad done? What what's happening here? And he's like, well, we got you this awesome moonshine. Like it was just this big bottle of moonshine, and I was like oh no and I, I looked at i was like that's really nice i don't i don't what am i gonna do with this i don't want no. moonshine like what i what part of me ever wanted moonshine and it was just like one of those things where I was did like, you have a sip at least it, it turned into a whole thing at the night i had a sip i don't like like just what what the whole it was just this big thing and he was so happy to give me this gesture of like he made his own moonshine because that's a i don't, I don't think great. it's legal yeah. Uh, no, why are you being a hater? <laughs> yeah. I think it's great. Uh, are there any, it was great. I handled are there it any of the hard liquors that you enjoy at all? No. Mm. Okay. That's so fair. so yeah. if you were to drink like a red wine that's like in one of those like either whiskey barrels or uh whatever, mm. would you have something like that? Yeah. Okay. That would be I would try that. Like okay. I said, like I, I 
Red Wine was my jam. Uh, There's a really good one. I'll give you a recommendation for. I need to look it up, but um, okay. it was. Uh, I uh, I definitely drank it out of the bottle. Um, it was that good. Another funny story. As I drink out of this, does this look like something to you guys? Looks like a, pint, a, it's very a large glass of water. But how big? Like yeah. the the what kind of glass is this? Is it What'd a bar pint glass? No, it's a plant glass. It was originally my wife's plant glass, and I never realized that when I used it the first time was a plant glass. And she was like, what? What are you doing? And then I just turned it into my glass because it was one of those. She was like, you know, you've been casually walking around with a plant glass and just drinking out of my plant glass. I never put it together. I never realized this was just like a vase, basically. Yeah, well, you, you see why... What, Okay. It looks like a plastic diner glass. I was going to say, yeah, it looks, it definitely has that vibe, but, um, <sighs> have you, you've thoroughly washed it since then. I yeah. Yeah. I, since then. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're fine. Just... We're fine. But it's now become my plant glass. Okay. But you, just... you basically okay. asserted dominance. Yes. Yeah. Said, yeah. Oh, this is my glass. There are no, there are none, uh, there are others like it, but this one is mine. Mm -hmm. That's right, uh, private pile. It is. When I have my glass and I am thirsty, I will drink out of it. Chase, <laughs> um, I love you, bro. I appreciate it. Love you too, man. Um, I'm gonna buy you. A, I'm gonna buy you a sippy cup as a belated <laughs> wedding gift. Oh, I love a sippy cup. Who doesn't want a sippy cup when you're just on the move and you don't want to have a spill? Uh, we've we've seen my Yeti mugs. We've seen my collection of travel Yeti mugs. Oh, so yes. are those just are those basically just adult sippy cups? Yeah, That's but, true. They really are. But also, they're really hard to get off. You know, one of the most uh, emasculating moments of my adult life was I ordered a Yeti cup oh, um, no. and I could not get the top off. Could oh, not do it. No. I kept trying. I got my wife involved. She couldn't get it off. I thought the top was broken. Like I did everything. We put we warm water, just grease. We tried to, like I was ripping this thing apart, trying to get the top off. <laughs> Bob's disgusting. So you pulled the Larry David with the uh, GPS, opening the uh, GPS. You're basically yes. just like stabbing at it. Right. <laughs> I was losing my mind. I was throwing it against the wall. We threw it, <laughs> like trying to get the top to pop off. Like I was throwing it because they're indestructible. Those did things someone, could like. Did someone? Go on the internet and download the instructions. Did you throw I looked at him. I was going through it, Bob. I go to REI and I find someone. I'm like, this is a really awkward question, but I think this is a def I think this is a defective uh, Yeti. And they were like, that's weird. And I, I was like, well, they couldn't do it. So um, let me, I, I don't know if this matters to the story, but I will say it was a nice lady at the front desk who could not open the lid. And was like, yeah, that's so weird. Why can't I get this off? And she was like, I mean, you could try uh, basically like whatever the equivalent of like uh, an auto repair shop for REI is on the other side of the store. Some sort of basically REI repair area is on the other side. I go over there and he's like, and I was like, this is kind of an awkward conversation, but you're kind of like my last hope. I can't get this top off and I just want to put coffee in here and I can't, I can't do it. And I don't want to throw it away and don't want to return it. Can you, I understand I'm a 31 grown man, but can you try and see if you can get this top off? I kid you not. It took him like two seconds. He so it gets it off. And I'm super, 
And he yeah, was you like, just, you just, yeah. you can't even say anything to him. You can't even look him in the eye. You just uh, have to go the other way and go well, home. Thank you. Yeah. I gotta go. Yeah. Now. It was rough. Like that walk out. And she was like, and then of course the lady at the front desk, she's like, did he get it? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Jake <laughs> got it. He did it. He got it. Oh man! Oh oh! I'm impressed that REI has like a service station, and they let you take a cup in there. <laughs> the emasculated male section. It really yeah. is because if you go in there, like that section is just for men who are down bad to go in there, and you're just like, "Hey, my tent didn't isn't really working the way I needed no. to work." And they're, "Oh, you can't defend your fan. Oh, do you need some help?" Just There's just a, a picture of that. Ned Flanders mm-hmm. just, a, just chilling. Do you need a grown-up to help you with this? Yeah. yeah. It's demoralizing. I'll never do that yeah. again. There's a Seymour a... Skinner poster, just a, a <laughs> motivational poster saying, you I'm can not do gonna it. Lie, you, Chase, that's can, a... but you can. That's a bad beat, Chase. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Well, you know what's funny is like that speaks to who I am though. When I tell people like in my daily life, they're like, "Yeah, that's a chase move to be like, all right, this is not. I'm just gonna take this somewhere and just have someone else do it because I'm just like, I don't. I've given up. I've spent enough time on this where I'm like, eh, someone else can do it. Where I'll just go in and I'll pull into all on my wedding, uh, the day after my wedding, where I I had okay, my wedding day. I think I told you all this. I had the optometrist put in the contacts for me my wedding morning because I couldn't get the contacts in. And I was like, I don't trust myself to get them in. So I made an agreement. Like I made a deal with my optometrist to meet on my wedding day and he would put them in. And then I would meet for, um, the next day and get him out before we go on our honeymoon. And he wasn't there that Sunday. So I was like, Oh crap, what am I going to do? Cause it was driving me nuts. We found a place on the way to the mountains that just a, a random place. They didn't have the optometrist there either. Cause most of them are open on Sundays. And the two front desk women were like, we'll do it. And I'm like, perfect. And she's like, but like, are you okay with no waiver or anything? Like, we're not optometrists. He might and I was poke like, you in the eye. <laughs> and, I like, and I was like, just get it out. And I was like, I don't care. Whatever you got to do. And my wife stra- like held me down. And they're just like fishing it out of my eye. And just held you down. It was- we are knowing way too much about each other, and I gotta tell you, uh, I feel like we can we can shift to sports now. Can we yeah, shift yeah. Do you know it's I, traumatic? Contacts are a traumatic, traumatic thing. This is making me feel feelings I don't want to feel. Yeah. What happened? In, what, uh, what happened in sports this week, Chase? You know, Nothing a lot good. of things happen in sports. I'll James Harden's out for case. a month for the Sixers. I heard, yeah. No, anything else happened in the NBA? Feels like it's been a quiet week for the, uh, for the, uh, for the this National league. Basketball Association. Yeah, for this the NFL league. had a super active trade deadline that happened. A lot of moves. They did. Made. You know, a lot, you know, of, a lot of, West, a lot of Chase Claypool talk around these. Uh, Russell mm-hmm. Westbrook is thriving on the bench so far. Can we? <laughs> like, we're saying thriving. It's been a game and uh, two games. Like they're you know, two and hey, five. Hey, Great. hey, I haven't I haven't had to look at a Lakers post game spaces of people um, acting. I mean, giving off hot takes like they actually care about a late season game or about an early season game. Um, yeah, no, it's fine. It's fine. They're a Matt Ryan hail mary from the corner from being one and six. What are we talking about? Matt Ryan, oh, I, you know, I'm glad he's not, thriving now that he got benched. 
uh, by the cult. Um, okay. For him. Well, no, this is the other Matt Ryan. It's oh, the Matt Ryan that's It's UT Chattanooga legend Matt Ryan. The, the, the Matt Ryan that's actually accurate. Oh, okay. Mm. I forgot. I, this wow. Is, this is, I'm already down bad. I'm pouring my heart out to you guys with all kinds of personal stories Dude, today. you couldn't get a Yeti cooler open. I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> that's just... <laughs> <laughs> I held it in as much as I could. I yeah. tried to be nice, but damn it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing it. I'm oh, like, God. But yeah, no, the NBA this week, um, not great. Not so, great. I, I keep thinking about how if if if, uh, if uh, David Stern were still alive, how he would have handled this week. Uh, I, think I, 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 I told that David Stern story before. That I when I when I got to talk to him at this yes. fundraiser, yes. Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's he would. Yeah. There are a lot of problems with the way that someone I forget again. I'm stealing some Twitter value here. Um, and so whoever said this on the other the other website, I apologize for stealing your take. But that the difference between David Stern and Adam Silver is. David Stern always thought the NBA was on the ver like was a sandcastle on the verge of imminent collapse, and did yep. everything his in his power to keep it upright, even if it wasn't actually a sandcastle. Mm -hmm. Adam Silver thinks he's living in a garrisoned fort that no enemy could ever conquer, and that can never be fall can never fail. And is that partly because much. of what Stern walked into, though? Like the situation? I think. It, I think. Into? I don't think Silver. I mean, granted. Yeah. It, you know, look, the NBA was was on pretty. It was on life support. It, it was basically dead. It was on. Yeah. As of as of the early eighties, even with mm -hmm. Magic and Bird. But by the time, after he'd been in the jump, when you know during the Jordan years, the NBA did very well. Mm -hmm. Adam Silver was still. Sorry, David Stern was still treating every uh off-court incident and possible pr disaster as as like uh as as though ragnarok had finally come for the nba he he treated every instance like it could destroy the league at, at a second and yeah i think silver walked into a far more like you know look when silver took over in 2014 there was still a lot of talk about the nba being the league of the future that would eventually overtake baseball and football and all that stuff. I don't think anyone thinks that anymore. Um, but they were considering it as like a, a we're going to make this a global sport that could even challenge soccer. And that's over now. I think they realize they can't do that. Or I would yeah. like to think that they realize they can't do that. But Adam Silver treats it as though th that it's just that the trajectory is constant growth and it can't ever lose fans when they've lost no one's losing money who owns an NBA team, to be clear but especially in the pandemic attendance is down viewership is down for a number of different reasons that have nothing to do with basketball or adam silver or any of the teams in them but it's down and i i think I wonder if part like, of it has to do with Ticketmaster. Uh, did you report today? We're seventy-eight percent of <laughs> like that fees. Like basically, Ticketmaster fees are now seventy percent of one ticket. That's yeah. insane. That might be part of the problem. 
Oh, absolutely. Part, it's part, yeah. but that would affect every sport equally, you'd think. True. I mean, I know it affects me. And I, I was just talking to a buddy where he's like, I paid three tickets for the Georgia-Auburn game uh, a couple weeks ago. In I fees. don't even like, want to know the price either. Yeah, like three to, because of the fees. Like, it's insane that that has just become a part of it. I don't know how you fix that, but... There is a Man. there is a problem, but there's been a problem with sports access and tickets in this country it's, for a it's a very well, it's a well, long time. It, they can charge that much because there are a group of like I don't want to go to a game when I know that the first I don't know that the lower half bowl of the stadium is going to be filled with. Um, people in half zip fleeces that are, you know, going there on corporate accounts and don't really care about the team that much. They're just there. They're just there there. for the experience. And I can confirm that because like my, one of my good buddies, uh, he, his old company in Atlanta, um, he, they had four seats like behind the way bench for the Hawks. And just some of the most fun I've ever had in my life was going with him uh, to those games years ago. But it was a different world. Like I remember LaShawn McCoy was like three seats over for me one time. Uh, and he had this huge tiger sweater. Like it was a terrifying sweater. I've never seen an intimidating uh, sweater, but it was, it was, it was a lot. Was yeah. And um, it was kind I mean, of like 3d. Who, where you no, thought who, it was no one. Who, what family, what actual family of fans can afford a night of going to see a football game, a football game, a baseball game, whatever. That's going to cost $500. Yeah, you're going to one I mean, a year. I you understand pick one. A lot of really That's a lot. I don't Yeah, I think we might have lost. <laughs> Andrew, I looked at Andrew's deadpan. I was waiting for Andrew. I'm just, well, I'm just, I'm like, okay, let me, let me hook up like the, uh, the Ethernet cable um, <laughs> to this computer. I was just like, um, maybe it's my. But then I saw you react, and I'm just like, uh, oh, there he uh, is. There he is. Um, hey, Bob. Yeah. You, Big you tech is censoring me. I started yeah. talking about the money. Big, big, ever say, you big, uh, big, big ticket. Big, big, big ticket uh, is uh, censoring you. Well, how does without like getting into? I mean. It's so tough to figure out even how to frame what's going on with the NBA this week because there are obviously so many layers and we could talk about this for seven hours and still not um, fully. Get we're not going to. No, we're not. <laughs> um, but I want to get y'all's perspectives on this. So I I don't know anything about the movie. I, I know based on what I've read and the reporting on it, I'm not sitting down and watching three and a half hours of this film. That's not happening um i'm not gonna do that i don't know if that would y'all agree like that's not youth not a good use of my time probably not to uh get into that stuff um i think you can trust one or two good articles recapping yeah right like i think you i feel like you're fine well also uh i've seen people tweet about the movie and they say that it's just entirely it's too much and you know when people say a movie is too much and I can't take it either. It's either it's a tough watch mm. or it's so bad, like Black Adam bad. Uh, <laughs> is Black Adam bad? Is it really apparently, bad? So apparently it is, but then apparently I've seen 
review saying, oh, it's actually pretty good if you just separate the DC from it. And I'm just like, okay, whatever. I'll probably watch it when it hits a streaming service. I don't care, whatever. Sure. But anyway, this movie that's on uh, Amazon, which I can, I'll talk about the people going after Amazon later, uh, are saying that it's just such a tough watch because it's so factually all over the place. That's not good. No. I mean, <laughs> uh, deep breath. Yeah, there's a look. I keep wondering about what the right way to handle this is. Because if a, a player had said something openly racist or I don't know. I'm trying to think of a different kind of prejudice that he might like, or openly homophobic. I think you know the response would have been really. I don't know if it would have been different or how it would have been handled, but like I, I'm not exactly. I, I don't know what I don't know what the right thing to do. There's really no way I think for the team in the NBA to, to like handle this that will result in a good outcome. Um, I think what's been made fairly clear is that it's not like you're going to change Kyrie's mind with facts and logic. So when, you know, the Nets owner talks about this being an educational opportunity, I'm sitting there thinking, well, good luck with that. Um, and he tried. It's in the reporting on, with Ramona Shelburne's he, piece where he, like, watched the movie. And tried to say, he yeah. supposedly wanted to have, like, a law, like a you know, tried to debate me, bro, with Kyrie Irving about, about this movie and, and then it, like get him to see that. I was like, that's if you spend any time, if you've ever talked to an actual conspiracy theorist face to face, not just watch their content, mm -hmm. uh, you say there's a whole process that it takes to disabuse someone of conspiracy theories, and it's not going to happen in a week sitting in the C-suite office of some basketball executive. Um, and I'm sitting there like, you know, I, I, what will happen if they suspend him? Will he actually consider that maybe he screwed up and that he's wrong about some things, about a lot of things, um, and change his mind? I kind of doubt it. Um, will it make him just dig in his heels further and decide that, like he said, he's got an army behind him. And that's a terrifying phrase. Um, maybe. Will letting it slide um, only like embolden him? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know what the right answer is here. I, I don't think it's, it's not anyone's job to police Kyrie Irving's bad ideas about the world. Um, that's kind of on him. Um, but well, there's just no good outcome here because there's you're going to see people now screaming about how see that Kyrie was punished, so see that really is the the secret government and the protocols of the elders of Zion working to 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 punish Kyrie for wrong thing. So that's going to happen. I think the only thing the Nets could do was say, actually, no, this sucks. We don't want. We don't want to employ people who are bigoted on our team for now. So you get to take a timeout. So they and did believe they said, like, "quote like currently the state... unfit to be associated with the Brooklyn Nets." So 
how do you get out of that? Like, what does that mean? Like, if you're, I don't even yeah, know how you how get you out of that. How do you make yourself all. fit to, to, to play professional basketball? Right. Oh, I don't I understand don't what that means. I, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'll, does he I'll have to watch the movie know. Yentl now to balance it out? I can't tell you that. I would that have suggested. Yes. I would have. I would have suggested Fiddler on the Roof, much better movie. Sure. Um, sure. Yeah, yes. No, it, it just it feels like all twelve hours of show. Maybe I don't know. That's a t- that's a tough watch sure. also, but for different um, reasons. You know, look, the sorrow and the pity. We can still. I can name sad movies all day. Yeah, I was going to say, you were just going in. Um, I respect <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, uh, I've watched a lot of documentaries. Anyway. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I'm very... P- people are mad at the Nets for suspending Kyrie Irving. I look at it like this. he Kyrie gave them no other choice. Because if you... if if, if you Because once again... Oh, they want to let him... They were like, just say the say the thing we want to say, and we will let this slide. Say is how it read. Sorry, just yeah. say it. It's 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 yeah. it's the line from Rodney Dangerfield and Back to School, where he's or um or Sam Kinison, where he's screaming at Rodney Dangerfield, just saying, "Say it, say it." That's what they're basically doing because once again, this month was the longest week ever. You had the 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 the, the Jewish group sitting courtside. if you if you let if you basically just ignore the problem it was going to get worse he was Kyrie Kyrie has already dug in his heels he's you are not going to change him and all the nets were basically looking for was just a basic sorry and he couldn't even do that and he had a script he said listen I'm not an anti-semite I don't agree with the ideas in the movie I am sorry for what I did, and I'm sorry for the people who were hurt by this. Like the thing is, you know, in in New York, there you you see the black guys. I, I saw them since I was a kid. They've been on street corners since I was a young kid, screaming the exact same thing as what Kyrie and this movie proposed. Yeah, um, I've I've had this happen. My like, I've heard these guys my entire life, and nobody pays too much attention to the guys screaming on a street corner because they're guys screaming on a street corner. Right. You know. Kyrie has talked a lot about having a platform and what that means to him. And it's true. There, I And, you know, I will cop to being for a long time willing to let Kyrie's stuff slide. Like, I gave him a pass on the flat earth thing because I was like, he donated money to, he worked to, you know, to get like, huh. He worked for like not just his his labor stance, not just his stances on like indigenous people. There were a lot of things that Kyrie said that I was like, yeah, that's a righteous thing to say. And so I gave him a whole lot of rope. I was willing to, and and that's, and it's it's I, I'm kicking myself now because we're very well like it's the path from I believe in flat Earth conspiracies to deep or anti-Semitic conspiracies, it's not a long journey. And mm-hmm. that is that happens a lot. And it happened a lot more during the pandemic when people were locked up and all of these conspiracy groups just got their tender hooks into people. Um, yeah. So I will I will absolutely, you know, raise my hand and say I was way too, I mean, I think there are a couple of stories where I said like, look, the things that Kyrie's saying are very stupid and silly and wrong here, but, and, in retrospect, I regret that. I was wrong. 
Um, but I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, it's, it's galling. I wish that one other player in the NBA who's playing now, and if I'm missing someone, um, that's on me too. But I wish one other player had said, yeah, that sucks. Don't do that. Current player, not Charles Barkley or Kareem Abdul-Jabbar or anything like that. I, that would have been nice. I'm, I'm a little disappointed that that didn't do, do you think it might be, and I'm just, I, I really hate playing devil's advocate here, but do you sure. think in, in, the, in terms of PR for the NBA teams, they probably told their players, hey, this, we aren't, we aren't touching it. You, you see what's going on here? Don't, but at the same time, somebody has to say something because he, he, he's trying to turn, to me, he's trying to turn himself into a martyr, which. Oh, yeah. I, Kyrie, you're the worst martyr ever. I, I think I think the I think the Nets' actions this week, if we're talking about PR, they were fairly calibrated towards building a case for releasing him or suspending him for the entire year without getting into a serious grievance battle with the players' union. Oh, you mean um, because he's the VP and he kind of sort of sucks at that too? But well, I, I think they are making. I think now the Nets can make the case they gave that. They, their requests were fairly reasonable, that their initial response was, we will let the player handle this, that they tried to work back channels to get him to talk to various people and groups and debate the merits of that. But to me, it all feels like I have no reporting to this effect. I'm just making an educated guess. But it seems to me like they are making sure they are legally able to say you will never play basketball for us again i think there's a real chance we don't see kyrie again this year i think he's... i think there's a real chance we don't see kyrie again that's also scary right because that even feels like his, that will embolden oh of course it will but even in yeah. like even when like we've had two years now of a lot of moments where Kyrie didn't seem like playing basketball was his first priority, which is entirely fine. Mm -hmm. You know, if he doesn't want to do this for a living anymore, okay, man, you know, go, go walk the path you want to walk and find your truth and all that, whatever. But it seems like he's making excuses after excuse. And look, if you don't want to play, as you said, Bob, if you don't want to play, fine. But it feels like he's just he's trying to find a way out because he's not happy playing basketball anymore. And this path that he is going on is not good because who wants that? No, like, and if people say, Oh, well, well, Ky Ky Kyrie's so good. Look at his handles. Like any team would want that. Does. does any team yeah. really want that at this point? Does any not if he doesn't really care. Not if he doesn't really want to, I mean, Look at what he did against, I mean, granted, I, I would have a hard time doing my job after being at the white hot center of a media storm at, over the, that's taken place over the past now, eight days. But like, look what he did against the Bulls. Dude scored five points. He did not seem to particularly be interested in doing his job that night. Um, and again, that's understandable. Yeah. But that was the night where uh, the um, the group was in the front row, right? Yeah, that was the night. Okay. I thought that was anyway, the reason. I think it might have been the Pacers. 
I think oh, really? it? it may have been both. I think it may have been both. Oh, okay. okay. See, I, I no. only saw the Pacers. I, yeah. I, I did see the Pacers, but the reason I mentioned like the black, the black Israelites on the street corner and why I didn't like most people just sort of ignored them um, is because, yeah, Kyrie's not a dude on the street corner. Kyrie is, Kyrie has a public presence and uh, he can use that for whatever he wants. It means his words carry more weight. And it means that there is, <laughs> that he does have a certain responsibility. And that if you use that megaphone in a way that is wildly irresponsible, people are going to, you're going to get flack for that. And, and it's just the basic stuff where he's like, it wasn't an endorsement by just tweeting it. Like the, the back oh, and forth where yeah, the little stuff on, where you're man. like, Kyrie, you know, that doesn't even. You know exactly I, the, what you're doing. Yeah, I, just, was, I don't like, understand. Even, the little even stuff in like his that. in his like last night when he did actually post an Instagram, you know, a kind of Apolo direct apology. apology. Yeah. The phrase Jewish race slash religion. That bothered me. Mm. Sorry, we're, we're not a race. We're not a race. We, we are, it's a religious group. Mm -hmm. There are many different uh, kind of adherents to this religious group. They're more devoted, they're less devoted, but we're not a race. Calling Jews a race of people, that's white nationalist doctrine. So that making it into the statement made me go, yeah. I haven't really worked all the kinks out of this whole apology thing yet. That bugged me. It really bugged me. And well, it's clear he's like, still just not talking to people. That's what I just, it troubles me so much of just, it, he's it, not it, talking to it, the right people. Clearly the wrong people are in his ear, but it's like, these are things that should be cleared up. Like at some, if he wanted to show contrition, like that doesn't happen in the PR apology. Like that is something that shows that he's had conversations to be like, Oh, this is where you're messing up. Like, let's have these conversations. Like, where am I? Where am I wrong? Like, where? Where? It's just there's that kind of get... stuff he overlooks, and people. I, I don't know. Like that, he. I don't know. Do you think he? He probably has no idea that that would trouble so many folks, and that he's wrong he, there. No, and you're like, well, this is why you don't do that. Honestly, I don't. Look, I really feel bad saying this. He knew exactly what he was doing with that line. He knew exactly what he was doing with that line. Um, because the apology didn't feel sincere. The apology felt like, well, I'm going to get busted for three for five games. Okay, I'm sorry. Like, it, that's what it felt like. It, 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 it felt very Bob Froze. Um, mm. But it, it, it felt very just, okay, my hands are up. You got me. He's going to do the five games. He may come back. I, like, if, 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 if I'm Brooklyn right now, do I really want to bring him back in that locker room? Because I've got enough problems because I'm going to go ahead and hire a guy who literally was suspended for the season for sexual misconduct as a head coach. So 
if I'm the Brooklyn Nets, I've already got enough stuff going on. Why do I want to invite somebody who we have to question his commitment to not only the game, but to the team? So why, why, what do I, what do I get out of that? I, I really do not know what the Nets keep or what what the Nets lose. Yeah, are are people going to be upset that Kyrie Irving is gone? Absolutely. But at the same time, sometimes you got to cut what this is a lose lose. But you take the more like this is whatever. Like this is a lose lose. But guess what? You still have an opportunity to do the right thing. You still have an opportunity to make a lose lose proposition and do the morally correct. And if you've seen Kyrie's track record, you're probably in a good situation that you can move on, get whatever clean, ugly break. If you can just get that break. That's going to be another team's problem. Also, because just some things gonna... are just bigger than basketball. Like I some things are. Just... I think it's. I think it's hilarious that in the midst of all this, the Nets hired Ime Udoka, and still no one knows oh, exactly oh, what that, happened. Oh, is that official? I was no, say. not official. It's it's going to oh. happen though. It's oh yeah, oh, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Oh, it, the so, longer so this you, goes, the more I'm convinced it's not I happening. I made that point. Yeah. Oh, because, you did. Yeah, because oh. you think about everything that's going on. Why are you hiring him? This was also another opportunity for Kevin Durant to make a big statement. Uh, yeah, he didn't. He said I think Kevin, he already Kevin, said like that's between Kevin's so over He just everything. Well, he said he wanted to keep it to basketball and everything else, and it should have never gotten to this point. And you're like, okay, well, he's gonna die. And yet, Andrew, you mentioned like if teams had sent out to players like, hey, don't comment on this, but like you saw the, I think it was Devin Booker who was like, oh, I don't know what's going on. They asked him, I think, uh, this week where he said. And the idea that none of these players know what's going oh, on. Oh no, they know it, what's going on, but it, yeah. there, there's PR people and the in the sports information people that are like, please, <laughs> do not say anything. Whatever that, you say, whether it's so good, so sad. Or bad. So That's then, we're at. so then, here's what you do. This is why you have a union, mm-hmm. even though this involves the vice president. Well, well, the, you the get, union. You yeah. get. You have the union. Get every dues-paying member to put their name on a collective statement to say this is effed up, mm-hmm. and a real one, not a whole. I was going to say the, the, the whole Instagram post that was that felt very. Uh, this is it's like was it the one by the well, the one where they misspelled anti-Semitism? Was it that one? Uh, yeah, I think yeah, I think that might have been it. Yeah. yeah, no, this feels very. This is a very no good, terrible, bad week for the NBA, <laughs> and. <laughs> There are a lot of. Oh yeah! By like... the way, the Spurs just had to kick a second-year player off the team because he allegedly exposed himself to multiple women. I need to put whiskey in this. Chase in the uh, moonshine. Let me put. Some yeah, in Chase. There. Where's that booze? Where's the good? It's stuff? in our refrigerator. I think. I think. Well, it's still... send it. Send, send it you're to keeping, Detroit. You're keeping it in the refrigerator. I think it still is. Is it not supposed to be in the refrigerator? Where is it? I don't know. Yeah. You can put yeah. vodka or gin in a refrigerator, but you're not really supposed to. I don't know what, what you're do you supposed do to do with, with moonshine. I think it's a cabinet thing. Yeah, is I it? don't know. It I'm might be a room temperature thing, but I'm yeah, just. You, I, you Google that. It's a. It's a. It's, <laughs> well, it's been it's, in there for a while. If that's where it is. So Jamie, I don't know. Jamie, what do you do with moonshine? He's he's we we we've hit the commitment line with this moonshine. Um, mm-hmm. but no, I'm just I'm so over. Just everything. 
with the NBA. Chase, do you have a bottle of vodka that you keep <laughs> in your fridge or freezer for when company comes over if and if there's a reason where everyone wants a, a stronger drink? Do you have that? No. Okay. Go on. You have wine, though. You have a wine cabinet or wine area. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. That's fair. It's a pretty small house. So where's Kyrie going to end up? I don't think he. I think I, I mean I think my bet. Right yeah, I, I, I think he will retire and he will go into this whole two or three year uh, thing of, of, of martyrdom. <laughs> he's going to be on Joe Rogan. The fact that Joe oh, spoke about oh. that publicly already, he's going. Oh, he's already. He's going to make the. Did round. Rogan say he's having Kyrie on? No, he said he wants to have the. Con- what did he? I don't want to misquote him. What was oh, his quote? Sure, uh, I don't know, but uh, is is Rogan going to go on there and basically? just let Kyrie talk or is Rogan going to go on there and basically say, dude, the hell are you talking about? You aren't no, he's going to let, let him talk. He'll let him. Oh talk. yeah. He absolutely will. Uh, but um, I do know that Joe yeah. Rogan kind of does enjoy the, Oh sure. Yeah. I'll let you talk. Yeah. By the way, your points are really dumb. Maybe he was, Kanye. Maybe he was talking about Kanye. Hold on. It may have been Kanye. Yeah. Even worse. Um, yeah, but no, there are a couple I, I of like bash the... YouTubers who I pay attention to and they like at least one has a, it a is higher... Kanye, by the way. He said Joe Rogan yeah. says the best way to deal with Kanye West is to have a conversation with him and correct all the things that he's saying. Yeah, yeah, that's wrong. That's entire yeah. Joe yeah. is once yeah. again wrong. Once, that is uh, not the best. For, a for conversation some... with him that is broadcast to 11 million people. That's say, the for, best way to do it. For some reason, the Spring Hill Company is pretty much just like filing their fingernails and going, "Yeah, that's a bad idea, dude. Yeah, I wouldn't do it. Mm, Don't do I that, Joe. Think... You don't want to yeah. do that." Yeah, um, yeah, it w- it would get a lot of it would do numbers, but no, you're wrong about it. The tragic part is like I think he probably does in his heart of hearts feel like he can flip it and change some of that stuff, but it's like the the problem yeah, that I think a lot of folks overlook is just the Ooh, bad Kyrie. faith aspect of all of this. Oh, absolutely, That's, absolutely. There's n- once you realize that there's bad faith on that side, then you can't. There's no point. There like, are ways. There look. There are people who get hooked into not just conspiracy theories, but downright cults. And yeah. all kinds of far right movements, and you can deprogram them. That happens. It's not. It's not like once you fall into a pit that you can't ever get out. You can. It takes a long time, and a. It takes an entire team of people. It's really. It's. It's not. You know. It's. It's. It's not something you can do on a podcast. But you. Okay, so this is this is my question. It also just shouldn't be for content. Like no, the whole point of it. No, like, it's, be, it's not for public consumption. Right. Yeah. It's not edutainment, man. It's not like this... it's not like a lot of people are gonna watch it and go, Oh, well, if Kanye was wrong, maybe I'm wrong. That's the way Yeah, that's this. not well, nope. in, also, and this is my question in terms of deprogramming him. The problem is there are a lot of people who think who have these thoughts and who have these opinions. And I don't know. Part of me is like, do you listen to what you were saying? Like, are, are you, you know, oh, I don't pay attention to the mainstream media, but you're going to pay attention to a, a YouTube video that is, you know, giving you all of these different things, yet when the most basic thing, which is pretty much aligned with 
you know, one plus one is two. I mean, that's the, the question. The question I, I wanted one person to ask Kyrie during one of these presses is, Kyrie, how many people died during the Holocaust? Don't ask him if he's an anti-Semite. Don't ask him what's right and what's wrong. Just ask him that. How many people died? Because the podcast you put out says that it was a lie. So how many people died? It's a number. There's no right or there's like there's a pretty specific right or wrong answer here. Just have to ask him that. I, I mean, I, that is the kind of question that gets you uninvited to any press conference for the rest of your life. But that's still the kind of that the, the question that I would have answered. That, but that takes balls, and yeah. I wish no. It gets it you, look. Nice. If, that's that's not the question that you would normally put on an NBA beat writer, and that's no insult to NBA beat writers. That's just not their beat. Oh like, no, it's, it's not. not. It's job. it's not. But at the same but time, that's the question that you I should. To yeah, you should ask that question. I, I I do have a question for you guys though, in terms of because I'm I'm actually really enjoying this conversation. Um, in terms of how we consume media, and in terms of media literacy, to me, this week has been a very valuable lesson on why we need media literacy all the time because there's just so much information that people consume and sadly there are some people who don't have the platform that Kyrie does or don't have the platform that we do and they are so whether it's red pill blue pill black pill kente cloth pill whatever you want to call it it's just, it feels like we are just so far off as a people. And, you know, part of my French, this shit is depressing because it's the most basic, lo it's logic for fourth graders, essentially. And we struggle with it as a human race. And it is it's, it's because It's because we've turned, because there is a very valuable market that has been created by turning information into entertainment. It's because yep. we've seeded actual public works to, or things that should be a public work to capitalist entities. And now that the capitalist entities are failing, we're left with nothing. So educating people about basic facts is, um, uh, is is not seen as a public good it's just another kind of commerce and because that commerce is failing it feels like education is failing that's not what's failing what's failing is that we seeded it over to commerce in the first place and because commerce only knows like how does how does a how does a product market itself well it often markets itself as a kind of entertainment. And because we are marketing news as entertainment, you see it as part of a drama cycle and not as a public good. And yeah, it's more fun to consume entertainment. It's more fun to be engaged in, to see yourself as an actor on the path in history. It's more fun to see your beliefs being waged on an ideological battlefront. And so you consume more of it when it's a kind of thing that you that, that's treated like dessert instead of your Brussels sprouts. But there's a reason people need to eat Brussels sprouts. So... Yeah, I agree with you, Andrew. We absolutely need to teach media literacy. But to me, the problem is more basic. It's that we can't, we are, as like the book went, we're entertaining ourselves to death here. Oh, absolutely. And so 
not to argue for season control to mean some production and class struggle or anything, but until we figure out a way that letting people know about basic shared facts and acquiring a basic shared facts in the world is like return to some kind of primacy. This is going to keep happening. And I'm concerned. I, I hate that I have a very cynical view on the future. You there, are cause... a very, for all things considered, you are a rosy minded, optimistic lad. I am just on that. I'm not, I think the ship has sailed on this. Unfortunately, oh, welcome to the club, buddy. Right. Like I just it sucks. <laughs> I don't see us going backwards in that regard. It's I don't easier. see it. We, 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 we all believe that the Nets can win a title, but we can't see capitalism failing. I mean, <laughs> but, but you remember you guys remember, this is all part of Kyrie's journey. It is part of a journey. Um, I had to get that in on that part. note. What, do we have any good recommendations for this week? Yeah. Uh, Love is Blind season three is bonkers. The men on Love is Blind season three. Uh, my wife loves recording me as I'm talking out loud to the the uh, to the TV. As... Is Love is Blind a show where people are blindfolded and they make out and stuff? I've never. No, Love is Blind is where you meet in these pods and you don't see each other before you propose. So that's ridiculous. Don't <laughs> how, how how long are they in these pods from like start to finish? I think it's two weeks. Oh my god! And you have to propose. Yeah. Well, you pick so it's like you people go in and out. So you're doing a bunch of like little is it, dates. Is it essentially blind dating. Yes, blind speed dating, like blind speed dating, and then you the ones you find out that like you kind of pick figure out who you connect with more, and you like settle on one or two, and then you spend a bunch of time just with those one or two for the couple days, and then it ends up getting a proposal, and then you go to the honeymoon suite oh, uh, in no. Malibu. And then you go to home and meet the family and oh, you do no. a little bit of it's incredible television. No, I'm not now the that. ultimatum, which is its spinoff is by far my favorite. That's the number one. The ultimatum is the most chaotic, toxic television show ever created where one of the spouses, the ultimatum is literally one of these spouses puts you and that spouse without the spouse knowing on a game show. Because you said you want to make them, you're giving them an ultimatum that if they don't propose to you in a certain amount of time, the whole relationship's off. So they have to get uh, engaged or married or they break up at the end of the show. It's insanity. That whole season was bonkers where you basically are screwing over your partner right away. Where you are like, this person doesn't want to do it and I've done everything. This is their opportunity. And it's, it's incredible. But no, Love is Blind season three chaotic an absolute delight though an absolute delight it's a great way to get away from the world sure okay barbarian it's great i've uh, watched the first five minutes over the last three nights while you going need to, to do bed it. do it Bob. i keep falling asleep though oh you I'm, need to I'm do still it. in i'm still in the airbnb with 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 that that guy lucas with oh, you're really show. early on. Okay. I've watched five minutes over the last three Bill nights. Skarsgard. I start watching it in bed and I fall asleep. And I wake up in the morning. What, the video what is, is what done. Is it on? Is and it I have Netflix? to rewind it. HBO Max. It. Yeah, it's on HBO Max. And it's called what? Barbarians. Is it basically like the... Uh, it's not the, a Conan thing. Uh, no, 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 no. Is it basically like the, the HBO Max version of Vikings? No, 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 no. It's, no, it's like it. age. it's the say It's like a new version of it. Uh, you can't. I've been told that you shouldn't read anything about it. No, this. Yes, it. no. I don't even Spoiler want to spoil free. anything. I, but it is worth your time. It's one of the best movies I've seen all year. It's incredible. If that's what it's a movie. Say. It's a movie. Oh, okay. yes. 
Holly encouraged it. You know what's terrible though? Halloween ends. We watched that. Yeah, it yeah, sucks. Oh my yeah. goodness, it's so bad. Halloween yeah, ends. How many is... Halloweens have there been now? Too many. At some point, it's we so have bad. to question the uh, Halloween universe that Mike Myers <laughs> is uh, always, uh, always going out and killing people. Maybe mm-hmm. we need to question the infrastructure. We've been questioning society and where we're at. We need to question how this man has been killing for or this town the fbi never comes in it's just the one town they've lost just, like two-thirds of their population and the yeah, like, every year halloween rolls around and they're all like <laughs> well he can't go and kill us all again that yeah be- i mean it's kind of like well, you <laughs> know what no we're just gonna we're just gonna keep wiretapping of uh, the uh, black militants let's do that yeah. well i mean what what, 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 what is mike gonna in do a, in, in a halloween movie i believe buster rhymes was in one of them yeah he was he was, he was yeah he was in that, uh, there was uh, halloween something halloween. it was like mid-2000s because it was him and tyra banks were both in it and yeah they was, they both end up getting killed and it's just like i think uh, it was like my wife under the glass but we walked out of x um and kid cuddy was in x i don't know if y'all saw that oh x is, great. X is actually really good yeah, X is awesome. And Pearl, the follow-up, still good. Very um, good. But X was in Kid Cudi. And I was like, yeah, Kid Cudi was really good. And she was like, that was Kid Cudi. And yeah. I was like, who did you think? Uh, the he's, whole really good, he's actually a really, really good yeah. actor. Um, I, like the, I like the X universe that they're building. Mm. Um, and it's a really good... Like, it It restored the isn't feeling of X slasher the one, movie. Isn't X the one it's... It's an eight. Is that an eight twenty four? Eight twenty three. Yeah. 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 Eight twenty four. Or eight twenty four. Or twenty four. Yeah. 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 It's I'm looking forward the to the. 80s and they're making an adult film and yeah, yes. murdering ensues. You would like X. It's good. X yeah. is good. If, uh, if per, there's I, if there's some tasteful nudity and there some is. mild there, violence. Yeah, I mean it's yeah, a yeah. seven. It's it's supposed to be a seventies porn set, yes. dude. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> it's like what is that Richard Linklater movie? Uh, everybody, everybody wants some. Was that that movie is yeah. great. Have you? It seen is actually a really good movie. Yeah. Yeah. Richard Linklater, awesome. He has the best trilogy of all time, too. People yes, forget that. Before yes, Sunrise, does. Before Sunset, True. After Midnight. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great series. On that note, it's mm. Oh, that's the one thing I need to watch this weekend. By the way, don't let me forget the new Colin Farrell um black comedy. The, that the Martin you... McDonough. Yes. I need to watch that this weekend. I oh, love Oh, is that the one with uh Brendan Gleason? Yes, yeah. the kind of thing too from which was um, just... one of my favorites. Uh in Bruges. Yeah, you gotta watch. You gotta watch. You gotta watch sour-faced Irish people. You yes, know, it, they're so yeah, good. I'm gonna be watching Notre Dame Clemson this weekend. Absolutely. No, you're not. You're watching Tennessee Georgia, and you're just all eyes. It's, on, it's on prime time, dude. Yeah, you can rewatch it. Just start it all over when Tennessee beats the dogs all over okay, again. You don't want to watch a team that loses to Marshall and Stanford at home. You can move on. Man, man, man's out here acting like, oh, it's 1998 all over again, and wants it to... is like 1998. Many people are saying 2019 LSU. Many people are saying Hendon Hooker, Heisman. Many people are saying college football playoff. Andrew Hammond, do you have a when pick of the Georgia week? Georgia puts y'all through a table. I'm just, I... I'm just <laughs> gonna do a text message with a selfie going. I may hey, have buddy. to watch it. I may have to watch this game. Just game of the century, Bob. You got to watch it. Three thirty so CBS. Watch, just so I can. Oh, I've got. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm babysitting my niece and nephew. Matt. Sorry. Nieces and yeah. nephews love the dogs and they love no, the they balls. Don't. They no, love college. No, 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 no. I have tried. My nephew is nine. I have tried so hard to get him to like sports. Oh, I've, is he not a sports not, guy? He's not a sports fan. He, he doesn't like <sighs> it. I bought him a glove when he was five to get it. He does not. 
He's not into the watching of team sports. What did he do with the glove? It's it's some it's in his closet somewhere. Oh, where where what what's he into? Is he Call of Duty? Or... He he, lo- he Super Mario Brothers. He will play okay. Super Mario Brothers all day. He's, what what he's are his thoughts on Chris Pratt being uh, Super that, Mario? That that I don't think he, <laughs> he has strong about. opinions he's on the playground. Definitely a future gamer. He is absolutely that. Okay. He also, and so like he tried to he keeps try, when I come over he tries to teach me how to play Super Mario Brothers. But him teaching me just involves me watching him play <laughs> and then watching him watch YouTube's watching other people play. That is the new I've thing. Kids love watching that. other people play video games. I've never understood that. But it's cheaper for the parents, right? He's not allowed like, to watch amazing. Twitch streams yet, thank God. But mm. yeah, we do don't need watch, him on Twitch. No, we do. I do watch my nine-year-old nephew watch other people play <laughs> Super Mario Brothers, which is not a sport. That's not a sport. I am, I've tried. You mean you mean I am you not like gonna? I'm not even it? gonna. I'm not even gonna damn him by trying to turn him into some kind of blasted Knicks or you, you don't. Know, Jets you don't fan. like speed runs? Speed runs are the best, Bob. He he also likes. He also likes. Um, uh, he like the Pikachu and and all that, and mm. he tries to. He, he has a whole stack of cards, and he tries to introduce me to all the various things that he's trying to catch, and I'm totally baffled by it. Showing my age the whole time. Pokemon just yeah. keeps going, man. I'm just surprised. It's never he died lo- out. He has Pokemon cards. Going. He can explain what each character does in detail, how one Pokemon births another Pokemon. He knows all their ridiculous names backwards and forwards. And it's like he's speaking Sanskrit to me. Well, like it's time to make money. Yeah. Gaming that's, and that's, Pokemon that's are certainly far more valuable than spending countless hours watching bad New York sports teams. So I applaud him for that. There you go. He'll, a happier life. Yeah. A happier life. Um, Andrew, pick of the week. Yeah, what do you got for us? Oh God. Um just go to your local library, read a book. <laughs> Actually, you know, I'm gonna read uh <laughs> so I bought it and I was like, Oh, I'm gonna, you know, carve out some time this weekend. <laughs> no. Uh so I'm gonna at least get it. I'm gonna try and knock out a few chapters in the uh, Jeff Perlman book about uh, Bo Jackson because Bo Jackson is uh, one of one truly. And I feel like we really do not, un- we don't know the legend of Bo Jackson. Yeah, so, there's, of, there's like those uh, stories. About yeah, him. yeah, we, we need, uh, and he does a great job of telling a complete story about people um, without actually talking to the person. Uh, it so, was a way around, wasn't it? He just talked to everybody who knew Bo. Yeah, he did. That I don't think with... he got much with Bo. I think he only got like what? Didn't he say only like ten minutes or something? I feel like yeah. I listened to an interview. He only got a little bit of time. Yeah, and so like with the Lakers uh, book with about Kobe and Shaq, mm-hmm. uh, he basically said that Kobe didn't didn't return yeah. anything. Oh yeah, not a yeah, not not a surprise. But at the same time, he talked to enough people. Yeah. About and so yeah, um, yeah Manning didn't story. talk to uh, Gary Myers. I have that book. You can, here. you can, Manning. you can. Frank Sinatra has a cold. An entire book. You can do an entire book without talking to the subject. Andrew Hammond, Bob Silverman, always a pleasure. Uh, you guys have yourself a great weekend, and I will talk to y'all next week. Nicely done, nephew. Chase Thomas podcast. Hell yeah.